Hello and welcome to the Raising Men Show. I'm your host, Craig Carlisle. You know, you know how we do, Chatham. Right here on WKBY 1080 AM. And also, if you're listening to our streaming, you're listening to us on TheRaisingMenShow.com. I, I tried to warn everyone who may have read the the write-up of the description of this episode, the series. I tell you, the Lord, if it's, he surprised even me, and, and I'm not sure where he's taken us, So, we're, but we're just going to follow him. We're going to stay under the wing of the Lord as he follows, as he, as he leads us through. No, he's not following, we're following him. So we're, as he's taking us where we need to. I had an opportunity to record an episode via Zoom with Pastor Warenda Williams. It's not a traditional conversation because it's over Zoom. I don't have all the commercials in, so I had to do an edit. So we're going to edit it up and see where the Lord takes us. It is over one hour, so it's going to break odd, and then we'll bring the rest of it back next week. So we're in week, I think this is going to be week two. So we're going to go ahead and, and speak it out there. Week two is of this series I'm doing right now called mm-hmm. it, it's, it Begins at Home. And week one, I was a little, some kind of way, you know, a little aggressive mm-hmm. about where we as parents really are and what we're really doing and the responsibilities that we've really given away. Because mm-hmm. the Lord has put our kids in our, at our responsibility. He's graced us with them. But for some reason, we have, ten, have a tendency to have given away our trust deed. In fact, I did a, a, did a, uh, a talk about that a little while ago with, with a men's group where the Lord is showing us that what he's given us is like a, a deed of trust to who we are. And our children are a part of that. And I don't think any one of us would really want to give away that. I mean, like we're in right now, if I tell you, hey, we're going to buy a house where the, not just buy a house, right? But your husband and you, we've paid off all the mortgage. So the bank no longer owns your home. You and your husband own that outright. Mm-hmm. If I walk up to you now, or well, we got on the Zoom call and say, hey, we're going to tell you what, uh, why don't you give me that house that you got? What would you tell me? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> but we it's find, not gonna happen. Well, come on. I mean, just, just I mean, just it's just a piece of paper, right? It's just a little trust deed, right? You can let me have the house, right? Oh, but absolutely not. Oh, see, but but we do that with our kids in schools, in churches, in the little community programs. I don't want to say YMCA, but that's it, Boys and Girls Club. Uh, Boy Scouts who are having some a lot of trouble right now with right. some of the boys being, you know, in some cases. Now, we're not saying the whole organization is like that in any case, but some of them have had some issues. In fact, mm-hmm. my um, 15-year-old, well, my 14-year-old, Evan, he thinks he's 15 or 18 right now, but he only fit 14. He showed me a thing from his school news report just from February. Now, we've been on quarantine right around the time February. Show me the thing that a teacher has been accused again of touching one of them kids at a high school level. So, but where are the parents? Where, where, where are we teaching our kids? And so as we talk, tell me when you raising your kids and you're encouraging other parents, where are you with our responsibility of where our kids are and where we as parents need to be? I am 
I don't know if it's because I'm, I'm a victim. And I don't, I don't really relate to myself as a victim because I know that I am victorious in Christ Jesus. But I am, I have survived many trials and tribulations, but because, and because of that, and because of Christ and what he did for me on Calvary, I've overcome many things, PTSD, anxiety, depression, uh, low self-esteem, a number of things. And because of that, I make sure that I teach my grandson, my children, what it looks like, what it sounds like. If somebody touches you, if somebody's inappropriate with you, I don't care what they say to you, I'm going to kill you if they threaten to kill you and you don't tell me. You better come tell me. Because predators have a tendency to make you think that they're more intense or they're stronger, domineering, and dangerous than the parent. And I think the parents, because they're out of the home so much mm-hmm. and they've they've lost focus, they we we just have. We you know we have. We're working one, two, some people three jobs, businesses on the side, and it's just hard to maintain that household now. Even if you're in ministry, it's hard to maintain that household. And so we give them to the Lord. We even do that. Yeah. I'm just going to give them to the Lord. Let the Lord take care of them. Yeah. That's, That's taking ownership away too. Yeah. Yeah, because the Lord wants us to be able to be good stewards over the gift that right. we've given. And if we give our stewardship away, and I think, at least I know for me, we spend a lot of time not reading our word and not give, getting into the meat. I had a, I had a text exchange with a, a person that I know, and they were asking me about different versions of the Bible that I read and, and why Passion Translation over any other translation. And I, I was sharing with her that I don't just leave it to one translation. I don't just leave it to the, the English words because mm-hmm. English is such a flat language. It and is. so we need to understand when we talk about we love somebody or giving away or things like that, we need to understand what the context is and what the actual phrasing actually meant in the Greek or the Hebrew, depending on what what language was spoken in New Testament, Old Testament. So we need to understand what that was all about because if we just read the same passage four times in English, we won't we'll say it. it means what it means. But once we peel it back and even go into the scripture that you use and talk about the giving away, giving, giving things to the Lord and casting our cares on him, that's in a, in a, a spiritual and a contextual sense that, yes, we're going to give that to him, but we still have the responsibility of stewarding how we react and how we Absolutely. respond. Mm-hmm. to those things. Whereas to your point that you make, we just take it literal. Oh, we I'm do. Gonna give, hey, I'm going to give it to the Lord. I'm going to walk away. And, I, and I'm done. I'm, and finished. I'm done. Finished. That's what, that's, that's what people do though. Yeah. And I, I, it was funny because before we got on air, I like, I'm in the habit. I want to make my bed a lot. I want to walk out of my room and it's in some kind of 
better shape. So when I returned, I was like, oh, yeah, the room's clean. Mm-hmm. But if I don't make my bed, right. my kids aren't going to make their bed. They're not going to come in and some, the Lord's not going to send angels to my house and make my bed. That's right. Now, the Lord may send some things to your house to do some miraculous things to your physical body for refreshing. He may do some things to your car for a miraculous transformation of what your car needed to get you safe. I mean, I, we've always heard of people riding down the street on tires with holes in them and things like that because the Lord is, is interceding on our behalf. But he's not going to make you bad. No, he's not. He's not going to feed your child unless you've, he's going to provide a way a means of escape for you. You may have food in the kitchen, right? He may give you money to feed that child. But if we as a parent don't get up and do something about that and steward that gift that the Lord's given us, mm-hmm. we can, that child will starve. How does that sound, Craig? Lord, I just give my bed to you. That sounds ridiculous. And that's like I what we lost do. my mind. That's what we do, though. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what we do. And we don't look back. No. And we don't bother fixing it. We don't sh- change the sheets. Nope. We don't make it. You're right. And then we expect others to follow us, imitate us. But the Bible expect- says imitate, imitate those that imitate Christ. Yeah. Yeah. But even that word imitate, they think that, oh, we can make fun of, like the comedians. Ha, ha, ha. I can do an impersonation of. But to your point, that's not what that word is. You're saying be like, imitate, and, and do your best to model yourself after. But that yes. means we have to be responsible. That takes work. It does. Even before we got on the air, I was rushing around the kitchen. I was like, and, I, and I'm thankful that the Lord gave us a few more moments because I was supposed to have been up a, f- a long time ago because there's things the Lord already told me to do before I left. I have to take my 15-year-old to a volleyball tournament today. So I have mm-hmm. to make sure that there's food, prepared food left behind for the kids at stakes. I don't necessarily feel like having them have a potential for a kitchen hazard while I'm gone. You know what I'm saying? Because I've had kitchen hazards while I've been here with them. I don't want no kitchen hazard while I'm gone. Right. So the microwave, cool. If you have to run the oven, all right. But I'm feeling some kind of way about depending who's running that flame. Right, because I have gas, okay. gas stove. I don't have electric. Oh, okay. So, before we got here, I had put some chicken over some quinoa, put it in the water, put that in the oven. So by the time next four or five minutes or hours done, that meal is done. Mm-hmm. Versus me trying to walk some kids through oh, that, okay. and I'm a couple hours away, and I'm trying to wonder did they get, did that happen? Well, it's not going to happen properly. A kid's liable to drop that pan of water potentially burn themselves, get the thing in and out of the oven, and I'm not there to at least supervise, that's just like saying, okay, I'll go ahead and eat. There's a bunch of uncooked food there. There's this and that. And they're 12, 14, 17. I'm giving them away to themselves. Oh, wow. And that's not safe. That's dangerous. Very dangerous. That is. But, But people do it all the time and then leave a three-year-old to be babysat by a 14-year-old and a 17-year-old. And then when a death happens, well, I love them with the 14-year-old and a 17-year-old. And it's in the news. And then the 14-year-old gets prosecuted This is what's happening in our country. Oh, yeah. 
because the parents away. Where, where were you? Oh, I was at the salon. Oh, <laughs> check this out. A friend of mine. Let me make sure I say it to protect. Don't say the names to, to protect the guilty who are actually innocent in this case, but they're guilty. Mm-hmm. This lady I know had another person that she knew call her from a place that's probably three or 4,000 miles away and say, oh, by the way, I need you to do me a favor. I'm going to go out and be with my boyfriend for a few hours in that some kind of way. Thousand miles away? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it was like, you know, someone me living on one coast and another person oh, uh-huh. him and from the other coast. And right. they said, oh, by the way, can you... Can you um, check in on my daughter while I'm out? I'm going to step away a little bit. I'm going to hang out with my boy. Now, there was an adult in the house with the daughter. And the daughter's, I don't know, not quite teen, right? Mm -hmm. But the adult that's in the house isn't all together there. So Mm. the adult who's probably almost all together there just left the child with the adult They'd all, they ain't all together there and left the responsibility of managing that child's decision-making with an, another adult. That's thousand miles away. And Go left figure. the child to call that adult and say, Hey, can I do this? Can I not do this or whatever? While my mother is away. I don't understand what that even looks like. So now, if something were to have happened to that young girl, who's to blame? The, the, the lady who's on the other coast? Is she to blame because she's the babysitter that's out of yeah. pocket? And that's who she would have blamed. Well, I left her in charge. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and you know what? And people do get mad. And I think, I'm going to give you, an, I'm going to tell you what I don't like as a pastor. And, and I take very seriously, and that's marrying people. Yeah. I, I don't want, I just don't want to marry people. I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't. I, the next time I marry someone, Mm -hmm. I want to do the premarital counseling. Mm -hmm. And I better get a word from God or I'm not marrying that couple. Yeah. If yeah. I don't get a word from God, yeah. I'm just not going to marry them. Yeah. yeah. And I mean that. Yeah. I don't care how many times they say they hurt. And if premarital counseling does not go well <laughs> and they showing out in premarital counseling. Yeah. I'm, I'm just not going to do it. Because it's headed for an explosion. Yes, ma'am. And you know who they're going to blame? They're going to blame me. Yeah. And, and I say that because I had a girlfriend who God told her three times not to marry somebody. Mm. And you know what she said to me? The pastor that married us was anointed and he should have heard God. Ooh. So it's his fault. It's his fault. It was his fault. He should have heard God. 
She told me that, I said, well, did you tell the pastor that married you, that you did, that God told you three times not to marry that man? No, I didn't, but he should have heard God. I said, but she heard God. She heard God three times. Three times God said, that's not your husband. And the reason we're not friends today is because I was supposed to be in the wedding and I started backing out because I started feeling funny about the wedding. Yeah. While I was in prayer. And then when she told me what she told me, I couldn't go to the wedding. Mm. And then she says to me, later on, while she's married, she said, why couldn't you come to my wedding or be in my wedding? I said, I cannot come and get an agreement with Mm. anything God has said no to. And she later told me, if you had just blessed my marriage, wouldn't it have been blessed? I said, I can't bless what God has cursed. Yeah. 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 So they stayed together. And the reason she wanted to get married to this man Mm -hmm. was because she was hitting 30. So this is going to ring true to a lot of women. Men too. And men. She, want, she was hitting a certain age. She wanted to have a child with this man. He didn't have any kids. She didn't have any kids. And she felt like... Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. She felt like he was the one and the only one that was going to be with her. She was a gorgeous, gorgeous lady. Mm-hmm. but insecure because of sexual trauma. Yeah. And, um, and so she said she had to marry this man, married him, even though his mother was a witch, practicing witchcraft and wow. something else, red flag. She was a Christian. And anyway, they were together about 11 years, never had the baby. And when she saw me one day, she said, I've been mad at you all these years. Mm. She said, because you were right. And I told her, I'm sorry, but that was God. It was all God. That's all I could tell her. But she wanted to take the responsibility from herself and put it on somebody else. She blamed me. She blamed that man of God. And most likely, she blamed God. Do you understand what we do as a society? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why a lot of those prosecuting attorneys get so much money, because someone else is blaming someone else for something that really didn't happen that way. And I, I just... I don't get it. No. I think we, we we wouldn't have as many lawsuits if people took ownership. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, because you wouldn't have as many, you wouldn't have as much crime because people wouldn't wouldn't go out and do it. And then when something didn't happen to them, they wouldn't be blaming somebody else. Because I love what you said with the three times because that's that's prophetic in itself. Because it what Jesus told Peter, you're going to deny me three times before the cock crows tomorrow morning or in the morning. Word says you would deny you would deny me three times. Oh no no no, Jesus, no no, I love you. That will never happen. It's been a long time. Preach, preach up. If you This is Mr. C, the host of The Framework, a Christian hip-hop music show. We're all getting back to life and looking for something new, clean, and something to bob your head to. Well, here it is. My four youngest sons and I, we're playing the best in Christian hip-hop music. Mainstream, indie, local artists, you name it. You don't have to be a super producer to get on the show. Follow The Framework on social media for airtimes and locations. This is Craig Carlisle, the host of The Raising Men Show, and I'm also an executive producer of the independent feature film, Restored Me. It's a powerful, feel-good dramedy that centers around a young man trying to restore his relationship with his young daughter and her mother after his wrongful incarceration. This film speaks to restoring your faith and pushes a bold message of positivity and motivation. The cast includes Gary Owen, Bill Duke, William Lee, Matt Gerald, Richard T. Jones, Malik Yovo, Yancey Arias, and Bo Casper Smart, just to name a few. Restored Me is available on over 100 digital markets, including iTunes, Amazon, and on demand from your local cable provider. Buy it, rent it, either way, I'm asking you to watch it. It'll bless your life. You're listening to The Raising Men Show with your host, my dad, Craig Carlisle, on WKBY 1080 AM. Where you are is confirmation of the word. Can you pull up and uh, go to Second Chronicles seven? <clears throat> Excuse me. And you've got us in that point where you're confirming what the Lord was sharing with me last night. I was going through in Second Chronicles seven. Uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna probably do a little bit of the NIV reading. I do believe, but it deals with um, Solomon and David having built the temple of God. And how they were, it was the whole dedication of the temple. The first few chapters before this deal dealt with the building of the temple and what was going on at that time. But mm-hmm. seven deals with the dedication, the day it opened, the grand opening, the whole process of, of God being there. Because verses one to three deals with at the moment with the ribbon base of the ribbon cutting ceremony at this point was basically when the lightning and the presence of God, well, lightning came from heaven and he hit the temple. It wasn't just that he hit the inside. He hit, he, he lit up and he got there. And his it word says that the presence of God was so thick that the priest couldn't get in. And so when we think of fire and smoke, we don't think of it being anything more that you can't press through. I mean, we, it may hit us in the eyes and may, may sting our throat while we're breathing it. But this said the presence of the lightning and presence of God was so thick that the priests couldn't get into the room. That's what it says. Couldn't push themselves, that the, that the density of the air had changed to a physical manifestation that prevented people from passing through. And then I thought that was pretty bananas in itself where we see God working because, you know, Old Testament time, this is not, you know, obviously this is after the children of Israel had gotten, you know, out of the desert, right? So they got to the point now where this is promised land or post-promised land uh, uh, time here. So God was able to speak to people 
the way he wanted to. This was their burning bush experience, right? So I love mm-hmm. if you go to 12 to 18. Go to verse 12. Verse 12, right? Verse 12 to 18. It's, this is the God's confirmation of support. And, and I love that here because people talk about, I just had a conversation on social media with another guy when I, on one of the posts he had, um, well, I guess for week one, he had commented on this show. And he was talking about how, you know, we as people, you know, you know, give our kid, you know, give ourselves back to God right. or make those confirmations right. and, you know, God being in our way. And so, yeah, but and the Lord gave me this second Chronicles seven fourteen, where it talk about if my people who are called by my name would just humble right. themselves and pray. So, uh, but we want to, we want to, we want to shout on that because we want God to fix whatever mess we, you know, we got ourselves into and stop coronavirus, stop our cancer, right? So let me, right. let, me, let, me let me read it properly. I don't want to jump to the end. So I want to shout real quick. So Second uh, Corinthians, sorry, Second Chronicles 7, 12 says, and the Lord appeared to Solomon by night. So I want to stop there because, you know, because pastor and prophet, the word also said that no one has seen God and lived. So I, I'm mm. stuck here. I have to I have to reason with God and make sure I understand what, what appeared here meant, right? That the Lord appeared to Solomon. Right. And he lived. And it just said the word here deals with it's a it's a verb. It's it's it was an action that God took here. But it doesn't tell me what form God took. No, it doesn't. And it gets so the truth is it doesn't matter because he appeared. God appeared. That's all that matters. And that's all that matters. Because mm-hmm. I know people we've talked about in the Bible how, you know, God, I want to see you. No, I'm going to pick you up. I'm going to put you in this little cleft of the hill because no one can see me and live. So you're just going to see my glory go by. Mm-hmm. And, we, and we get stuck on that. We want to shout on that. But the word, the word right. here says, <clears throat> and the Lord appeared to Solomon by night. People can say, oh, yeah, it was dark. He didn't see him. Well, that's not, not what the word said. Where it says it was dark, yes, it was nighttime, he appeared. And he said to him, I have heard thy prayer and have chosen this place to myself for a house of sacrifice. 13, if I shut up heaven that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, not the people, but my possessive, his people, if my people which are called by my name, this is, of course, God speaking possessively, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven. See, people want to stop there and they want to shout, oh, the Lord will hear us. No, no, no. He said, I will hear from heaven, which means that at that point that you've been wicked, at those points that you're not seeking his face, at those <laughs> points when you aren't humble, right. at those points that you aren't calling his name, he's in heaven. He's not with you in that mess. Right. He's in heaven. So when you do all of these conditions and mm-hmm. you satisfy every single one of them, then I'll hear from heaven. From heaven and I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. Okay, so then they, we all get excited. Oh, the Lord's going to fix corona for us. The Lord's going to let us come back outside. The Lord's going to let me go back to the beach again. The Lord's going to let my kids leave my house. Lord God, thank you for letting them go back to public school. And, I, and I believe, Craig, that he's, we've not met all these conditions. Oh. I, I just don't believe we've met these conditions. No. 
No. But here's the thing. Go ahead. Here's the thing. Because where you are, you've jumped down to the pieces that no one ever reads. No one, I have never heard in all my years, I've never heard them read 19. Is it 19, Lord? Yeah, 19 to 22. Because everybody wants to read 14, shout, fall on the floor, fall on the anointing, spit and roll around on the floor, talk about my eyes shall be open and ears shall be attended to the prayer that is made from this place. And now if I've chosen to be a sanctify this house and all my name to be there forever and in my house, they want to be all, they want to be happy. But when you get to 19, when we don't wow. ever read 19 said, but if you turn away. Yeah, I've got it highlighted. Yeah. I've read it. See? I will make you a proverb. See, go on and read the thing for me. Go on, please read it. He said that if you, if, but if you do not turn and abandon, Mm -hmm. if you do not turn away and abandon my statutes and my commandments, which I have set before you, and you go and serve other gods and worship them. And that's exactly what we're doing. Then I will uproot Israel from my land, which I have given them, and I will cast this house, which I have consecrated for my name, out of my sight, and will make it a proverb Mm -hmm. and an object, ooh-wee, of scorn among all nations. Are we not an object of scorn right now? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Are we not an object of scorn? Right now. And many jokes? Oh, yeah. And as for this house, which was so exalted, and yes, we were exalted. Yes, ma'am. Everyone who passes by it will be astonished and appalled and say, why has the Lord done this thus to this land and to this house? Then people will say it is because they abandoned the Lord. Mm. the God of their fathers who brought them out of the land of Egypt and they adopted other gods and worshiped them and served them. Therefore he has brought all this adversity and evil on them. I skipped some, didn't I? Did I miss it? Mm-mm. I got it all. Okay. Got it all. Because... My side and make it a proverb and an object of scorn. That's what I thought I missed. He no, said, I'll ready. make it an object of scorn. Okay. Because that's where we are. Not just just as a people, because we may people may think, oh, they're talking about those, you know, they're they're black people. Oh yeah, the Lord make them an object of scorn. No, no, no. No, he's talking about the nation. And see, and then it's and then we're talking nations here. So because that, that was a temple, a, a a nation of people of these generation of people who were in this temple that God had called for right. His own. Which is an easy example of this country, United States, this great country of America. The United States. And then if, and so, because we're in that whole political election season, not just election day, it's election season, because some some places the polls are already open. But as you even broaden it further. Okay. As a community of human beings. Okay. We look a mess from every angle. In every country, in every place. There's not a there's not a place or country that's following these rules properly. And it's just so tragic that if that if we've already done this, 
and have become the laughing stock of the entire world. Yes. An object of scorn. An object of scorn. But we don't want to take any responsibility for the fact that in, in the NIV it talks about them in 20, then I will pluck them up by the roots. Mm. When you want to get weeds out of your yard, you don't just cut the top off. No, you pluck them by the root. So it never can grow back. So it'll never come back. Absolutely. Hey everyone, my name is Eric Tomlinson with the Tomlinson Group at Rancon Real Estate, where we design the sale of your home around you. With our nationwide network of agents, you and your family are at the center of every decision, conversation, and step of the journey to your next home. From hello to congratulations, selling your home with the Tomlinson Group at Rancon Real Estate is designed to both learn and surpass your expectations. Call me today at 951-970-6727 so we at the Tomlinson Group can begin surpassing your expectations today. We want to work for you. How do you avoid pitfalls that will disrupt your life? My office is very good with helping families protecting assets, building wealth, college flexible plans, tax-free retirement, and so much more. I am John Treese Wells with Royal Financial Group, licensed to help million-dollar families, businesses, and everyone in between. You can contact me at 951-757-4202 or email me at jw.nofamilyleftbehind at gmail.com. I'm about your family. You're listening to The Raising Men Show with your host, my dad, Craig Carlisle, on WKBY 1080 AM. I believe, you know, I was talking to someone about peer pressure. The pressure that people are putting on one another to go back into the buildings and worship again. I don't know how you feel about it, but... I feel like, I know there's been pressure put on me as a pastor. So I know there's pressure being put on the sheep. If there's pressure being put on me, I know that the sheep are feeling it. Sure. But I want to say the devil is a liar. Yes, ma'am. Because... Only God could shut the doors of the church. Yeah. Only God could do this. Yeah. Only God could cause this, allow this, not cause, allow this sure. to happen. Sure. Okay? He's a sovereign God. And God is a God of wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. He is a God of wisdom. And Jesus used wisdom when he came in contact with Satan. And Satan said, throw yourself down (laughs) when he was tempted by the enemy. He didn't call the enemy a fool, but he did say to him, you shall not tempt the Lord thy God. Yes. Why would I go into a building when I know what I would put myself at risk. Yeah. 
and give place to the devil and tempt the Lord thy God when I am the church. Yeah. Yeah. That is a building. Yeah. That is your building. It could be my building. I've had a building, but yeah. if God wants me to have a building, he'll keep that building. Yeah. And bodies don't have to be in that building for that building to remain. Yes, he will give you faithful tithers and givers to keep the doors open. Yeah. I'm on one right now. Because I don't like the pressure that's being put on people to get them to compromise their health. Yeah. I don't think that's right. No. Because when they get sick, yeah. who are you going to blame? Yeah. Who's going to be held accountable? Oh, yeah. Well, that pastor made me go to church. Should have closed the doors. That's peer pressure. Yeah. You can't blame nobody but you. And don't blame my God. Yeah. Don't dare say my God made you sick. Yeah. And then turn around and call on him and say, you said in your word you would heal me. Yeah. Because if he made you sick, don't contradict. Yeah. Don't contradict scripture. Yeah. Don't contradict the word. Yeah. If he made you sick, just stay sick and die in. Stay there. It'll be all right. We'll see you in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. But I just wanted to say to anybody listening, if you are somebody that is being pressured to go back into a building, don't give place to the enemy. Yeah. Do not allow men or women or anyone to make you feel like you have to worship God in a building. Yeah. When you are the church, yeah. we are the body of Christ. You better get in front of your computer or on your cell phone and call in and get a word. And it's time for people to get in the book for themselves anyway. Yeah, yeah. that's it right there. That's what God wants. That's what he's requiring. He's tired of you worshiping these little gods anyway. That's been the problem all along. Yeah. 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 You hold them up in high positions, and then when they fall, you fall with them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My pastor fell, so I, my life just fell apart. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, mm -mm. you can't fall because your pastor failed. Your eyes should have been on God all the time. All the time. But it takes responsibility because where you are and where you just said is where the study really, really probably is. It begins at home. Because if home is a space that's supposed to be safe, it's supposed to be a place where we're, leading our families, our first church, 
we need to be teaching as well at home. We need to be teaching our kids, praying with our kids, make sure our kids understand who God is with the big mm-hmm. G. Like you said, not the little guys, not the social media, not the play, the game systems that they play on, not the computers that we spent the money that we really didn't have to provide for them. So I don't understand why the, well, I, I probably don't understand why the Lord did this to be this way, to, to illuminate our minds, to be in the space in our homes. But to your point, the Lord wants us to be right there right now with him in his presence without any distractions. That's, I know I'm a day. I prayed about it. I fast and I prayed about it. And what I got out of, this was my takeaway. He said, the church was monopolizing, monopolizing so much of our time yeah. and our identity. People were worshiping man. People worship, and I'm going to say the name, the Jakes, the Dollar, the Longs, the Copelands, the Osteens. You know who they are. We know these names because people worship these names. Just like they worship the kings in the Old Covenant. They become kings in the earth. This is what God told me. I wrote it down. I prayed about it. I dreamt about it. I wrote it down. He said they began to worship these men. And he never intended for this to happen. He said, so when he tries to give them a word, they won't listen. Mm. They don't even listen to God. They don't even go to God. If the bishop didn't say it, it ain't so. Wow. Wow. The only voice they recognize is the bishops or the pastor. The only book they'll read now is the one coming out next week by the bishop. Oof, that's wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it's time to read the word, they can't. They got all these books that they got to read by the pastor now. (laughs) Craig, you know I'm telling the truth. Yeah, you better speak that truth. Yeah. Yeah. I know the books have the word in them, but what happened to the original text? Yeah. 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 And he told me, he said, the idolatry, it stinks. It goes to the... He said, it's the idolatry. Yeah. Yeah. He said, people aren't going to go to hell because they're committing adultery. Sure. Sure. He said, you think these, he said, everybody's not going to hell for homosexuality. He said, everybody's not going to hell because they're committing um, uh, murder and, and some of these other huge things that y'all have because you begin to grade sin. He mm. said, he said they're, they're not going because they're liars and thieves and all these sins. Cause you got them a, B, C, D, E, F. He said, they're going to hell because they're committing idolatry. They're worshiping man and not me, yeah. the creator of man. Yeah. 
when you take your eyes off of me, the creator, the alpha, the omega, the beginning, the end, you're in sin. When my voice is no longer resonating within you, you can't hear no other voice but his or hers. Yeah. We have a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I know this, Craig, because I was in idolatry. Yeah. I allowed my pastor's voice to be more dominant than my pastor's, than, than God's. Yeah, God's, yeah. I did. I was there. Yeah. And God too. told me I was on my way to hell. Mm. My God. Yeah, I left the world only to get in church and, and was on my way to hell. Yeah. Sitting right in church. Yeah. It'll never happen again. Yeah. So there's a lot of people sitting in church and think they're good and they got a free backstage pass and a and and, and all access pass and yeah. and they're going right to heaven and they're gonna see Peter at the gate and, and <laughs> yes, no, you're not. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're in idolatry. Because if I say something wrong about your pastor, you're gonna cut my throat. Yeah. Or or stop following and and, and no click on my on my posts. Right. Yeah. When that's a man yep. or a woman. When I start talking about your God, yeah. then you get upset. Yeah. Yeah. But not your little God. Nope. Watch it. Be careful. Yeah. So I just wanted to, I just wanted to just put that out there. Don't be pressured into to going into a building. You know, watch the idolatry. Just be careful who you're worshiping. Get back to worshiping the one true God. Yeah. yeah. Cast your cares upon him because he created you. He cares for you. Yeah. He loves you. It's he who put breath in your body. And I believe that when we get back to worshiping him and stop getting distracted, yeah. the doors might open again. Yeah. yeah. They might open again. Yeah. I would love to be in a corporate building, in a building in corporate worship again. I would love, I love praise and worship in a building. I love it. Sure. But not if, Everybody's just waiting for that one voice from the pulpit as if sure. it's Almighty God. Sure. And people don't sure. even want to go to church if the pastor's not there. Oh my goodness, yeah. Like the word can't come except for through that one person. Right. And you know they do that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But the last church I was uh serving at, they would never announce the pastor's schedule because they knew the attendance would fall and the offering would be would be affected. And that's unfortunately where they were and a lot of people are like you mentioned i only want to hear from the lead teaching pastor that's it because i love the way they talk and i understand that you love the way a certain person teaches yeah but the word is the word word is the word sometimes i can't even remember who said what because it was still the word that came out of their mouth yeah as long as it was the word, I may not know the author. It was just the word. Yeah. 
It's been a long time. Preach, preach up. If you really want to party with me, you got this is Mr. C, the host of The Framework, a Christian hip-hop music show. We're all getting back to live and looking for something new, clean, and something to bob your head to. Well, here it is. My four youngest sons and I, we're playing the best in Christian hip-hop music. Mainstream, indie, local artists, you name it. You don't have to be a super producer to get on the show. Follow The Framework on social media for airtimes and locations. This is Craig Carlisle, the host of The Raising Men Show, and I'm also an executive producer of the independent feature film Restored Me. It's a powerful, feel-good dramedy that centers around a young man trying to restore his relationship with his young daughter and her mother after his wrongful incarceration. This film speaks to restoring your faith and pushes a bold message of positivity and motivation. The cast includes Gary Owen, Bill Duke, Will Young Lee, Matt Gerald, Richard T. Jones, Malik Yovo, Yancey Arias, and Bo Casper Smart, just to name a few. Restore It Me is available on over 100 digital markets, including iTunes, Amazon, and on demand from your local cable provider. Buy it, rent it, either way, I'm asking you to watch it. It'll bless your life. You're listening to The Raising Men Show with your host, my dad, Craig Carlisle, on WKBY 1080 AM. It's funny. I, if you don't mind, I want to read this here because Go ahead. this section, because it reminds me of the presidential debates and that are going on right now. Which oh, 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 Craig, this the, is perfect. The debate or then for the president and the vice presidential debate. This is perfect. Oh, my gosh. So we're going we're going to read First uh, Corinthians three. Probably uh, verses one to four, at least, and we'll stop. Brothers and sisters, when I was with you, I found it impossible to speak as those who were spiritually mature people. And this is, of course, Jesus talking, right? Mm -hmm. For you are still dominated by the mindset of the flesh. And because you are immature infants in Christ, not that you weren't in Christ, but you're an infant. I mean, someone's got to hold you, burp you, wipe your behind and your front with, because you pooped and peed on yourself. Mm. <laughs> I had to nurse you. Mm. You'd be crying and upset when we're hungry. I'm sorry. I'm not an editorialize. I'm sorry. I'm I had to yeah. nurse you and feed you with milk. And not with solid food. And, and I stop here because most of the time when a baby drinks and is nursing, they'll just drink because they're gorging themselves because they're so consumed with, the, with their carnal, fleshy parts, what they really, really want right now. And all they want is eat, drink, poop, and that's it. And, and repeat. Eat, drink, poop, repeat. Anyway, I'm sorry. I had to oh, nurse good. you and feed you, merge you with, with milk and not with solid food or more advanced teachings because you weren't ready for it. In fact, you're still not ready to be fed solid food. You are living your lives dominated by the mindset of the flesh. Ask yourselves, is there jealousy among you? Do you compare yourselves to others? How many followers, how many likes do you get? Um, uh, how, many, you know, how many social media accounts do you really have? Do you quarrel like children and end up taking sides, political, <clears throat> Uh, Republican, Democrat, um, any of the other ones. If so, this proves that you are living your lives centered on yourselves, dominated by the mindset of the flesh and behaving like unbelievers. 
half the time I can't even have a conversation with another Christian person during this during the political time because I'm so afraid they're going. If I don't like Trump, I'm not a Christian. If I like Trump, I'm a, I'm definitely going to hell. If I like Pence with a fly on his head, we all going to hell because flies only fly around poop. And then wait a minute, hold on a second, hold on. For wow. when you divide yourselves up in groups, cliques, churches, denominations, political parties. Mm. Hold on a second. A Paul group, hmm, that might be Republicans or Democrats, mm-hmm. and an Apollos group, Apollos. Democrats mm-hmm. or the other. Hmm. You're acting okay. like people without sp- the spirit's influence. That's influence. Spirit's in-, in capital. That's a capital S spirit. I mean, the you third just, member of the Godhead. You just hit. You just hit it on the nail on the head. That's the word of God. It's the word of God. And it goes on That's five. why you felt the way you felt when you were teaching. Yeah. That's why it bothered you. Oh. Because you went in. I listened to it. I said, mm. my God. Oh, it was good. It was intense. Mm. But, I, and I felt it. I said, my God. Yeah. yeah, but it was real. You were right. How can you, how, who, who is Apollos really? Yeah. Yeah. Who, or who is Apollos? Who is Paul? Yeah. Aren't we both just servants? But you were right. How are how can you, being the vice president, disrespect the office of the president? And you're getting ready. You want to be the president, and you're 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 showing so much disrespect. I didn't watch that debate. I could not watch that debate. Yeah. Um, but I heard so much about it. But how can you? show that much disrespect to that office, to that man. And I, this is after I listened to you, I listened to everybody else, but it wasn't until after I listened to you that I realized I I had to think differently. You made me think differently. Mm. Now, everybody, nobody had anything good to say. But, but everybody was just really voting for Democrat because they felt like we had to. Yeah. 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 Either because we're, we're, we've always voted for democracy sure. and we have no other choice or else we're going to continue to have Trump in office. Sure. And they feel like he's the lesser of two evils like I feel. And so we feel like we're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm asking God to help yeah. me with this. Yeah. I'm yeah. asking God to help me vote. I'm asking God to help yeah. me vote like I did um, previously. Yeah. And I always ask him to help me vote. But when you, when you said the things that you said, I've realized there was so much disrespect to one another as human beings, first of all, as men, second of all, as professionals, third. And my husband's a golfer. He's a gentleman. And there's a certain way that they carry themselves on the golf course 
they show more respect to each other on a golf course than those two men did in a in a presidential debate they had more dis they had more respect for each other on a golf course, golf course. than they had for each other at a presidential debate and i saw what you were saying and you're absolutely right and as a man i would feel some way about it yeah yeah because those are our leaders they're those are supposed to be our role models you're right you and i see why it bothered you so much mm -hmm. and in the vice presidential debate the the converse was true that man was disrespectful not to just one woman but two mm. and and you, get, and you put it in more basic terms, I'm used to a white man being disrespectful to a black woman. Mm -hmm. Because we can consider that to be the norm, right? Mm -hmm. Don't like it, don't, don't, don't approve of it, but that's what I'm, I've come accustomed to. Mm -hmm. But he, that man was disrespect, disrespectful to another white woman. Mm. When there was a time that was never done, not in public. This was on national TV. That moderator asked that man several times to stop. Your time is up. Mr. Vice President, Mr. Vice President. We, mm -mm. He would go back and answer other questions and other sections that were already passed to get his point across, take over more time than he was given. Now, both candidates ran over time. We're not going to say that they didn't. But there was such a lack of respect for the process and the people. And I'm, and the Lord has given me from one of these shows, we're going to go through the amendments of the Constitution. Because if, the, if our money, our currency, says in God we trust, I understand it's got president's faces on it. But whatever happened to God being involved in what we do? Mm. removed him from every they did thing that we're doing yeah mm -hmm. and replaced yes. it with every form of idol worship that you have right and so i'm thinking okay if we're going to render into caesar what is caesar that means we're going to render disrespect we're going to render jealousy hatred to people and this is the, the lineage that you're going to pass down from generation to generation to generation. But if we don't do something at home to stop this, this is where our homes are going to go. WKBY 1080 AM. We keep blessing you.